you like Stephen King miniseries, Tyler, right? Fucking love them so far. The new ones. So would you? They've all been well done. Would you be excited if the CW was making one? I would be concerned. Well, they are making one, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about this. I actually am not familiar with, with that line, of uh, Stephen King's work there, but the CW is a family-oriented channel for the most part. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe on the more, like, PG-13 stuff sometimes, like, with some of their content that they do in, like, Riverdale or some of the Justice League stuff, but Stephen King stuff, like, it's dark, it's gritty, like, that stuff needs to be on platforms like HBO or Cinemax or Showtime. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, I I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I don't know too much about what the story of this one is other than like what this article says. So I don't know if it's maybe one of his more tamer stories or if it's not, because most of his shit, like you said, is like kind of inherently dark. So to kind of like PG 13 it down. And I, I haven't like, I, I've read some Stephen King books. Like, I'm not by any means a Stephen King expert. So maybe he does have some more tame shit. But I don't know. Just based on the stuff that he has released that I have either read or watched, I don't know how you package that in a, in a like, network fucking toned-down television show. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, and... I'm like, I'm a Stephen King fan, so I'm gonna watch it. But I mean, just look at what they did with Under the Dome. Under the Dome could have been so much better if it wasn't so PG. Yeah, because it's, uh, like I read that book, and it is, it's, it gets pretty dark. Um, mm-hmm. so, and like it, it definitely did not on uh, that ABC show. And like this one is, um, it's based on his Revelations book, and like the synopsis is. Uh, some chick accidentally shoots her head, shoots herself in the head with a nail gun, and then is recruited by an like kind of Jesus figure to be a chosen one in stopping the apocalypse in order to save the world. And this chick's got to prove that Earth is redeemable. And it almost like, yeah, like it almost seems like maybe it'll have like kind of maybe a little bit more of a comedy vibe because like. One of the writers um, was for the show Last Man Standing. And I think that was kind of a comedy thing. So I it don't was. know. So maybe if if they're kind of going down that route where it's like, hey, this is kind of more of like a dramedy almost. I could see it working on the CW, but I don't know enough about the story to know if if that would be a fair way to do this story. So I don't know. Yeah, I've I'll I'll watch it cuz I'll be curious, but yeah. I have a feeling it's not going to be There's it's such big shoes that they have to try and fill now, especially after in my opinion the wild success of The Outsider. Yeah, and I would even say like 112263, like that was also really good and that also had some pretty yes. dark fucking moments too. Um mm-hmm. And then yeah, so I I don't know. I mean, I like 
there, uh, Stephen King's shit is kind of all over the place. So like C- CBS All Access, which is like their streaming platform, is doing a limited series based on The Stand, which is like his biggest book ever. It's like fucking huge. And then Apple has got one going for one of his. Um, Hulu has got Castle Rock. And then like HBO had that that outsider one. So his stuff's kind of all over the place. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like yeah. like you said, I'll I'll check it out because because I think his his stuff is pretty good, and who knows, maybe it'll be good. Um, but I have press X for doubt. But yeah, pretty much. I'll try. I'll try and stay hopeful and optimistic. Yeah. In other CW news, to so that guy from Supernatural, Jared. Mm-hmm. He's Jared Padalecki. Into- yeah, he's hopping into straight into another CW show, <laughs> like right after Supernatural, and it is a reboot of Walker Texas Ranger. So, yeah, and apparently I, premiere dates for this and stuff. So, I'm excited and unexcited. Like, I'm excited because I yeah. like Jared Pad- Padalecki. Yeah, and like I, I'm a big fan of Supernatural, but that's also yeah. I fully understand that Supernatural has just become the most absurd fucking show. Oh yeah, on the CW. Well, I shouldn't say the most absurd on the CW because I, I don't think... know if you ever watched Riverdale, but Riverdale's a fuck show. Yeah, we talked about Riverdale a while back, and I think that that takes the cake for the most fucking batshit ridiculous stuff on the CW. So, so I, I, I'll definitely check it out because I'm very intrigued about it. But again, yeah. I just I have my concerns because with the exception of Supernatural, the CW has never knocked a fucking show out no. of the park for me. No, and like it's like there's been a few things that like I've kind of watched over the years that it kind of turns into like this thing I just throw on in the background while I'm doing shit. And mm-hmm. if he's making kind of a Walker Texas Ranger thing where it's kind of like Supernatural, where it's like, hey, I can throw this on while I'm playing a game or something and it's you know, half-ass decently done, then I'm I'm for it. Like, why the hell not? Um, by no means am I going to be like, oh, this, probably like, oh, this is the greatest show ever. But if it's like a half-ass decent show that I can throw in the background, then, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, no, for sure. And I, just, I think a critical thing here would be as long as the CW has a good writing staff behind it and isn't just regurgitating writers from other shows because time has proven that these writers can't fucking write. I don't know where they keep picking them up. Yeah, I don't know either. But it's I, awful. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um... And like, it makes me wonder if like any of the actual writers on this show are sitting here going like, like feeling proud of their accomplishments and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm killing it and I'm happy and I'm doing a good job. Or if some of these writers are like, look, I know this is horseshit and that's why I'm not putting an effort in because the other guys around me are fucking retarded. Yeah, like so. I, therefore, I w- I'm not gonna give it 110. percent Like, if I was a writer for, let's, let's go back to Riverdale. If I was a writer on that show, and like just the direction that that show took, because the first season I actually thought was solid, and yeah, then it just got yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah, like I would, I would, I don't think I'd put that on my resume. If I'm trying to apply for other jobs, I wouldn't let people know that I'm currently a writer on season two, three, or four of Riverdale. I'd keep that yeah. tight lipped. Yeah, and I wonder if it's a case of like, you know, every like when you think of Hollywood jobs, you think of it as it's like this revered thing. But I wonder if it's the case of like it's just a bunch of people that like 
hey, writing for the CW is like their version of, hey, this is just a job. You know, it's like I right now I have just an office job as an accountant. Like it's nothing special. So I wonder if it's like the writer version of that where they're just like, eh, I get paid half ass decent and I write for the CW and it is what it is. Like I'm not writing Oscar worthy like movies, scripts or like HBO level like writing stuff, but it's a steady job and they pay me and I write for the CW. Like I wonder if it's that. You want to know my theory is? what so a lot of those shows that the cw films are filmed in vancouver right Mm -hmm. and in vancouver there's the vancouver film school oh and i know (laughs) yes like i there's like with my program that i'm in like in the summer there's like lots of jobs around in the summer where they like hire people on for like you know almost minimum wage and it's to get quote unquote experience in what you're learning yeah like it's a summer internship kind of job uh a working co-op over the summer and that's and the summertime is typically when they film too so i like i gotta wonder if half their writing staff if not all are just a bunch of guys who are in between semesters at the vancouver film school who have no technical writing skills and they're getting their and they just yeah so they just pick them up at twenty dollars a fucking hour and they're like perfect these kids get some extra credit for their program and we only have to pay these guys twenty dollars an hour and we can keep pumping out shows that all that would almost make sense i i would believe that in a heartbeat either that or someone forgot to make a fucking a bible for the show like have you heard of show bibles yeah yeah so like like i listened to the uh office ladies podcast with jenna fisher and angela whatever her last name is okay yep and they reference uh the office bible and apparently like ev- like most shows have a bible so like when anything happens there's character backgrounds uh yep. different things they do and like information so when they go to write a thing like they don't forget anything they go back to that character and they know everything that character has yep. done and what they're linked to and shit and i gotta wonder if like these people just don't follow that kind of general template for the show like they're like we're not gonna yeah. make a show bible because this is only gonna last a season and then they're like, oh, fuck, we're getting a second season. I guess let's just yeah. keep writing. Do you guys remember what happened in the first one? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's go back and watch it. Ah, that's too much fucking work. Let's just carry on. Yeah. And I almost think, too, it's an it's a case of. Um, so, like, when you think of, like, a movie, like, a director is kind of like the person running the show. And, like, TV shows, it's, it's like, whoever the showrunner is. And i know a lot of cw shows ha- have a lot of the same showrunners so i wonder if it's also a case of just like hey this one dude is is the showrunner of like five cw shows so he really only has time to just pop in and like kind of steer the boat a little bit here and there and like <clears throat> your showrunner would typically be the person that's kind of on top of those show bibles and stuff like that and it's like hey this is kind of the arcs that we went and where we want to go. So I wonder if it's a case of that too, where it's just like, Hey, this is my fifth show and I've got like an hour to like talk to the writers. So, Hey, let's go this direction. And they go, okay. Yeah. It's it's not sure what the fuck they're doing over there. But again, ACW, if you want me to come fucking fix your shit, by all means, I'm, I'm available. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's at the end of the day, like the CW is not renowned for the writing, but at the end of the day, that's also kind of like, I don't ever go to the CW show for that. And I'm kind of all right with that. Like I kind of go to the CW and go, Oh, here's a half-assed decent show that I can 
thrown in the background while I'm cleaning my house. You know, and it's totally fine mm. with that, right? So it's yeah. But that's the CW. But tell me about Big Brother and the fact that we were both talking about how this was going to happen like a week and a half ago. Oh, I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I can't remember now if it's like August 4th, 5th, or 6th, but it's in that time frame. 5th. And they're quarantined. 5th, yeah. They're quarantining everybody. Not only everyone who's going to like be on the show, but like all of the staff and everything is like yeah. undergoing quarantine right now. Yeah. And it's confirmed it's an all-star season. They haven't yeah. confirmed the actual people yet, but there's a few people out there that have been like, we... 99 percent are sure some of these people like josh martinez is coming back and uh, yeah nicole and and a few others and i i am fucking super excited i can't wait for the legit cast reveal yeah i'm just so trying i can to see... actually see who i'm rooting for but i don't know if it says when they'll review reveal the cast or not so... i'm hearing i'm hearing sometime this week potentially could be the uh, cast interviews because they say typically make... it goes up about a week before the show. And that would make sense because August 5th is next Wednesday. So this Wednesday would make sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I'm I'm totally down to check this out because I think I've watched like I am not as big of a Big Brother fan as you, but I've watched a handful of seasons where I've I'd be familiar enough with probably like five or six of these all stars probably. And, you know, if it, if it's good gameplay and the personalities are good. That's mm-hmm. that's when I was super into Big Brother. It was like where I would fall off is like I'd watch a season and I'm just like, okay, like these people aren't making moves. They're not like they're not filthy enough. Like give me some sloppy like fucking people over gameplay. Like get ruthless. Like and the seasons where that doesn't happen or where the people are just like not that interesting. Like I super just fall off. So and that's totally fair. I have high hopes, big expectations for the season can't fucking wait and now and considering i'm not really like working at all this summer before i go back to school i can actually fucking dive into some of the live feeds and shit and be more involved there you go oh i can't wait yeah i'm i'm willing to check this out like i have no idea if i'm gonna religiously watch the what is it fucking four episodes a week they do or whatever the hell it is three three um but like i'm if it's interesting then i'll probably try to keep up with it because when that show is good and it's hitting on all kind of bases it's it's an enjoyable watch you know when when people are like really fucking people over and and there's some really good stuff like it can be a really kind of interesting reality show so if that if that if that stuff is there then i'll probably watch it oh considering it's an all-star cast and a portion of these guys are guys that have previously won yeah i feel like there's gonna be some like higher yeah. level gameplay right everyone yeah. who comes in who's like oh i'm a big brother super van i know how to play this game it's those are usually done. the fucking guys who yeah. get fucking booted within a few weeks because they're yeah. like i know everything and i know what to do and it doesn't work because yeah just just like in any sort of like i don't know engineering discipline or school and stuff like that theory rarely ever actually follows through in like real world hands-on right (laughs) yes exactly so so yeah like if if it's a bunch of seasoned vets that know how to play the game and 
kind of know how to manipulate people and then some people know how to like catch on to that and like double down and like I, i'm i'm down for that like if there's some good good gameplay stuff then i'll totally check it out and i hope it's I good would be I would be genuinely shocked if there wasn't. I would be pretty yeah. fucking stunned if there wasn't some next level stuff happening. Yeah, so like I'll I'll definitely uh, be tuning into this, um, because yeah, when that show was good, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm down for this, down for this. Yeah. And here's, I mean, I love Julie open. Chen, so she's amazing. Uh, it's Julie Chen Moonves. Oh right. right, in case you didn't know. Right, I did not. Uh, yeah and then i see bill and ted is going to be on demand as well as in theaters yes this september is gonna hit vod and then i think it'll hit theaters whenever the fuck theaters open i think it'll maybe do staggered it's like hey shit's not bad here so let's drop it there and I'm I'm totally on board with that. Like I yeah. I'm excited for this movie because I just love fucking Keanu Reeves. And growing up, the first two Bill and Ted movies were amazing when I was younger, right? So like I can't yeah. wait for this. And the fact that like you are seeing a lot of like some theaters opening and then closing again, and then yeah. others are limited capacity, so people don't want to throw their films there because they know they won't make the ticket revenue. Yeah, like, I'm all for a video on demand release because like yeah, so many movies I want to see keep getting pushed like. Yeah, and which we'll we'll get into that in a second here, um, because yeah, I like I I never I haven't seen any of the Bill and Ted's, so this will probably what? be a great ex- no, so this will probably be a great excuse for me to like watch them now that this one's actually coming out on VOD and I can watch it on yeah, my you own can time. L- literally watch all three back to back. Yeah, choose which is probably what I might end up doing. Um, is just do something like that. Because yeah, I'm I'm all right with them doing VOD on some stuff, and I think they're you're seeing a lot of like smaller movies like this, like that are like, hey, this isn't a big tentpole summer movie, so let's just dump it on VOD. Hmm. Oh, good, so. good on them though. I'm just happy they didn't fucking delay it because I can't take anymore. Yes. So speaking about delays, a met like a bunch of shit got delayed. So, uh, the Mulan live action was supposed to come out at the end of August, and they haven't put a new date on it yet. They just said, hey, we're going to postpone it. Wasn't rushing to see that one, so that one doesn't really break my heart. No. Um, And then here's some weird ones. So, Avatar 2 was originally coming out December 2021, which is like a good, like a, a fair amount away, and they moved that to like 2022 and all of the other avatar sequels back one year which i i i assume that you're gonna kind of come at it from an angle like that's still a year away why would you already push it a year considering it's a year away right i feel like that is that where your train of thoughts going yeah i i get that but i recently i don't i read or listened to an interview with james cameron where he was talking about the reason that they delayed it isn't that is partially due to the fact that they can't even film yet? Yeah, because it's like, like, like and that I know movie the, was with 
with Zendaya and uh, yeah. Denzel Washington's son, right? Like they had to all yeah. quarantine at a ranch. No one could leave. So like yeah. there's ways to get around filming right now in like yeah. quarantine-esque things. But with yeah. a movie of that magnitude, it's not that no. easy. But then he was saying his other concern is there's a ton of like VFX work and stuff that needs to be done. And it's not the type of thing where like one guy does something on a computer and then passes it to another guy on a computer. Like he says, like it's a T he was saying that it's like a team that's all in like one room working on pieces together. And like, because of social distancing and all of that stuff that they can't get the amount of people in a room that they need to, in order to do the post-production work for this film. So I, I I kind of get it. Yeah. Me too. But disappointing nonetheless. Yeah, especially like, and I know, like with the Avatar movies, like they're like they're doing it basically. They're filming everything all together for all the movies, so that they can just like bang, 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 release them. But like every time, because Avatar two has been delayed, I think like probably a fucking dozen times by now. Every yeah. time I I read it, I go like, man, people don't. I bet you most people don't remember the first Avatar no so i like i gotta wonder well like first and foremost i get the delays there because again cameron's gone on record saying like he the original avatar he was ready like had a script and like the idea like it was for lack of a better term it was ready to be filmed years before it actually was but he couldn't do it because the technology he needed to make it look the way it wasn't he wanted it wasn't ready yet so that he kept delaying it so that technology could get to the point where it would produce what he had envisioned yes so i i understand the delay there but this massive fucking delay between the first one and the second one like i don't know if yeah. they're if this is gonna hurt them or if this is gonna do them good, like it could either most people won't remember the first one, so there's not yeah. as much hype, and therefore there won't be as much demand to go see it when it comes out. Or you'll yeah. have the like I have a few friends that Avatar like to this day is still one of their all time favorite movies. So I yeah. think if it goes the other way, you're gonna see a massive influx and resurgence of people watching rewatching the first one before the second one comes out, and that's gonna yeah. drive up streams and sales and turn a big profit on the first one before building massive new hype for the second one and this could work out to just be like a double whammy right yeah and like like i remember really enjoying the first avatar when it came out and i remember like being pretty hot on it but like at this point now like like i stopped giving a fuck about the like the sequels because i was like like it's been so fucking long since it came out that i think Whenever this second one comes out, they're going to have to have one stellar fucking marketing strategy to get fucking people remembering that there was a first avatar to begin with. I think, you know, I mean, like Disney, right? I mean, yeah, they're not going to skimp on the marketing budget. No. And I think. If like I and I just pray to God that Avatar 2 is good. Like, yeah, because if it's not like had that whole setup of like having the next four or five movies coming out like a year staggered thing like man if this second one doesn't get everyone hot like hot on avatar and it's not that good man that's a big bet on that franchise um but at the same time it's james cameron so i mean if anyone's can nail like a summer blockbuster like tentpole big movie to get the general population excited about it's probably him um because the dude's mm-hmm. a legend so i have faith but but yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't you 
Did you ever see the fucking South Park where they're raising the bar? I don't think so. They spoof. Well, I don't know. They don't spoof, but they kind of rip on James Cameron, but not much. And basically, the whole world's going to shit. Like everyone has low standards for what's considered acceptable, and they find out that the whole reason that that everything is this way is because the bar is so low. And when they say the bar is so low, they mean like it's physically low in the ocean. And it's up to James Cameron <laughs> to raise the bar. So James Cameron goes and like, because like in real life, he had that submarine and did that yeah. deep dive, right? Yeah. So in the episode of South Park, he like goes down to like raise the bar on, for society. So it's not so shitty. And then at the end, they're, everyone's like all happy and cheering. And they're like, you did it, James. You did it. You raised the bar. Like, how does it feel? And he just kind of like looks at them and he's like, James Cameron does not do what James Cameron does for James Cameron. <laughs> yeah. James Cameron does what James Cameron does because he's James Cameron. And yeah. And then it plays like a little James Cameron fucking jingle. And yeah. Like, and I just, I, I always think of that every time I think of James Cameron. Yeah. yeah. He's no, James it, Cameron. Yeah. And like, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's why I totally have faith. faith in these is because like i james cameron is is one of my favorite directors like he's he's just made awesome shit so mm -hmm. um so i've been in that and then what else got delayed oh the new st uh, whatever the fuck the new star wars trilogy was it was supposed to be december 2022 and, and is now like december 2023 well if those fucking game of Thrones thrones showrunners are still involved then fuck the new trilogy yeah pretty much and then I I haven't finished watching the last trilogy, so like I'm not in a rush. Delay it two, three, four years. And I'm, I'm in no big hurry. And again, fuck those showrunners. Yeah, I'm not in a rush either. Because yeah, Star Wars. I could do a whole other podcast and why Star Wars is shit right now. Um, <laughs> coming from a diehard I, Star Wars fan. Fair enough. I I am disappointed about Quiet Place Two being pushed though. Yeah, that one's not too far though. Like it's it's not even a full year really. Um it's like eight months or whatever. So that one's not too bad, but yeah, that one is disappointing. I'm more disappointed for Top Gun. I was really excited for Top Gun too. Which was originally supposed to be this summer and then it got delayed to December and then now it's next summer, so well, I got well, I feel like there's no way they're releasing that unless they can make a ton of money off of it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and obviously the summer was a no-go and with the way things are going especially down in the states with their like smashing covid records on a daily basis yeah it's probably fair to say that theaters aren't going to be widespread open again until december or at come december so yeah i mean i i get it i actually just recently not that long ago rewatched the original top gun oh yeah and I had some qualms with it. It didn't hold up, in my opinion. Oh, see, I, I think it totally holds up, but I fucking love there, that original movie. So There's one thing about it that drives me crazy, and I can't remember. I think it's that song, Take My Breath Away. Oh. Take my breath away. It's like one of the best parts of the movie. What are you talking about? Except so, it happens. So except it happens multiple times. Like I don't know when the last uh, time you okay. rewatched that movie was, but like I was watching it with with my fiance, I guess, and um, in like I don't know the thirty in like the span of like thirty minutes, there was like three or four scenes where they like replay that song, and we we're both like, "Are they really playing this fucking song again?" Yeah, 
Fair enough. Like it, it honestly felt like that was their whole audio or their whole music budget was just that song. Fair enough. I could see that. Like the rest of the movie was good, but that part irritated me because they just kept playing that song, and I was like, "Oh my god, you guys!" Okay, that's please a fair criticism. redo the soundtrack. That's a fair criticism. So, but yeah, that's movie delays, and like another thing, why I put all this delay shit in is. We're going to have a big gap of when we don't have new movies. Like right now, we're not going to have a new movie in theaters to whenever some of the like the stuff that's already made comes out. But then after that, like it's still going to be a good long time before films can be out on sets. I bet we're going to have a good long time in theaters where nothing new is going to come out because nothing new is ready. I, I agree and disagree. I, I do think that there's going to be some some bigger gaps throughout the throughout the year that normally are filled with like other AAA titles that are kind of like placeholders before the summer blockbusters and like yeah. the winter Christmas blockbuster type movies. But I think what's going to happen because like a lot of these things get filmed in the states, right? Like with obviously California being one of the biggest places, but them also being yeah. one of the hardest hit right now. Yeah. I feel like movie studios and shit are just going to get so fucking tired of not like all the rules and policies that they'll have to try and accommodate in order to, to in order to film are that you're going to see a lot. Bucket? No, that I think I believe they're going to start pushing filming everywhere, but the States. Yeah. And if, the, if that's the case, then there's that'll probably quicken things up. Uh, well, and I mean, I like, uh, I'm sh- like around the world there's places where there's like no new cases and they're not on lockdown at all and everything's fully open right like New yeah. Zealand and some of those places like you can go film there and like we aren't like we have some shit going on here in Canada but not not a whole lot so like no. the restrictions are lighter here right and there's already lots of filming that happens in British Columbia and Ontario right so when I Maybe it costs yeah. a little bit more, but I, I think you're, we're going to see a lot of productions move their filming sets up to yeah. Canada and New Zealand and these other countries that have things under control. And they'll just there's going to be less, which is going to be hard because that's going to take oh, a yeah. massive hit out of the U.S. economy. But I don't oh, yeah. think these I don't think these movie studios are just going to sit here and be like, OK, well, let's just wait next month and see what happens. Uh, eh, maybe yeah. we'll just wait another month. I think they're going to yeah, hit a breaking point where they're yeah. like, enough's enough. Where else can we fucking film? Yeah, and I think um, so. I think it was just this morning. I didn't put it in in the news, but Tenet is going to do a staggered worldwide release where they're basically just going to start releasing it where they can and stagger it out. So, like at the end of this summer, some places are going to have Tenet, but the states won't. Cool. So, I think we're also going to start seeing that. We're like, okay, these movies that are done, like Mulan, is probably done. Um, but when I was reading that one. That one is probably not going to be released until it can hit the Asian markets because that's going to be where like 80% of the money for that movie movie's ticket sales come from is when it hits mm-hmm. Asian markets. Um, but I think you're going to start seeing like all of these movies just start to have staked release dates where it's like, hey, you know, uh, people here, there's they can go to movies, so we're going to release it there. And, you know, Good, theaters maybe- are aren't open somewhere else then we'll just kind of be like well tough shit <laughs> maybe we'll finally have a leg up on the states though because i mean it does get maybe. tired considering the fact that we share a border with them but like 
when new products and stuff like that come out, they come out in the States and it's usually several months before they bother to clear the hurdles and release stuff in, in Canada, right? Like lots of stuff like that, like Google home, like unrelated, but pseudo related, right? Like the Google home, when that first came out, it was almost a year before you're able to buy that in Canada. Like they always are ahead of us and all the cool shit. So it'd be kind of nice for chains for as a Canadian to be like, Oh, we get to watch tenant and you guys don't. Yeah, so I think that's going to be another thing is like they're just going to start staggering it and it's going to be very interesting like next two, three years for movie theater releases and what comes out. Well, it sounds like there's lots lots of things in the work at least to tide us over in lieu of big studio films. Yeah, exactly. So and it's. So, yeah, it's just. It, it's going to be very interesting how this all plays out over the next mm-hmm. year and a half, two years, what comes out and, and what stuff can be can be filmed in what ways and if there's any gaps and stuff like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting because movie theaters are already really hurting right now. You know, yeah. so if you have, you know, a big gap or they're able to show a bunch of movies and then all of a sudden there's not a whole lot of movies that are coming out because they're still being made or something like that, you know, then are they going to get hit even harder? Yeah. It's just, it's interesting. I don't know for the better or for the worse. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it'll be kind of curious to see how yeah, the movie landscape plays out over the next few years. Very curious. But as long as we keep getting like ball and TV shows to kind of occupy my time in the meantime, Yes. Like, God, hurry up, season three of The Boys. Or season two, I mean. Yes. Well, that's going into some Amazon news. So being that you mentioned The Boys, I'll I'll move this one up. Uh, so they already greenlit uh, The Boys season three. So. I saw that. Good for them. I hope they greenlit yeah. fucking four more seasons. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, it's going to get a third season of that, which I think totally makes sense. Um, did, did I think you by sh- chance? Oh, go ahead. Uh, that show, I I think by every metric did super well for them. So I think this is kind oh, of yeah. a no brainer to to just say, hey, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a third one, and they're also gonna do uh kind of a weekly after show. So like a uh, handful of AMC shows do this, where like after the weekly, yeah, episode, the Talking Dead and yeah. Talking Bad. Isn't this one being hosted by Aisha Tyler, if I remember correctly? Yep. Yeah, so uh, they'll be doing that. So, I mean, yeah, more boys. So, Did you, by chance, get a get an opportunity to see the newest whale teaser trailer for the boys? I did not, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it it's good? Super, it's, it's only like 30 seconds long, and it's like Butcher and all those boys on a speedboat, and then out of nowhere, the deep. <clears throat> pops up in front of them standing on a massive fucking whale and like to block them from landing on the beach. Yeah. And he's standing on this whale and he's got his hands on his hips and this smug grin kind of like, haha, fuckers, you're not, you're not making it to the island kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just see Butcher just kind of like look right at the deep and just like full fucking throttle on this cigar speedboat. <laughs> And then, like, you just, like, they start going faster. Everyone's like, Butcher, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then you just see, like, the look of smugness just fade from the deep's face to this, like, uh-oh, this, like, look of concern. And they just ram right into the side of the wheel like a, f- <laughs> or way like a fucking harpoon. That's awesome. 
Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm down for more of the boys. Um and it makes me happy that um they're gonna do a third season that they say they're hoping to be shooting in early twenty twenty one. Um, but they say that's totally not firm based on everything. <laughs> yeah, so. understandably so. So yeah. I'm down for it. Like, give me more of the boys. Oh yeah, give me give me the fucking the boys all day long. That's like one of my favorite shows as of, as of this point. Yeah. Yeah, I I fell in love with that show and it's gotten to the point where it's like one of my most anticipated shows, so I'm mm-hmm. totally down for more. Well, and good on Amazon. Like like I like I've said previously, like as of late they've really started picking up the slack and killing it in their uh TV series game here. <laughs> yeah, and the uh another piece of news is they're nearing a deal to buy Michael B. Jordan's Without Remorse movie, which is based on the Tom Clancy character John Clark. Oh, I saw yes. the headline, but I didn't actually go in to read it. I'm a Tom Clancy fan. Yeah. He was the, so, the first writer that I actually like younger actually was like, oh, I enjoyed these books and picked up several Tom Clancy novels. So, yeah, I was I was the same. And John Clark is like so Jack Ryan is one of. Uh, yeah, like the, the major Tom Clancy character, but. Uh, John Clark is another one that's in a bunch of books so like he starts the rainbow six team um and mm-hmm. that whole book and right i knew it sounded familiar yeah so he does a whole bunch of stuff like that and he he works with jack ryan a lot in some of the books and he's kind of almost like the dark alter ego of jack ryan because he's like hey i'll get into the dirt and fuck some shit up because you're just and the you- analyst like I'll i'll go fuck some people up and this is a movie, though. Yeah. So hmm. here's the other weird thing that got me excited about this. So the rights for John Clark are different than the Jack Ryan stuff. So that's why John Clark isn't in the Jack Ryan show. Because people, when that first show came out, they were like, so is John Clark going to be in there? And they said no, because the rights are kind of super fucked up, kind of like the Hulk rights, where they're just like, we don't actually have the rights for John Clark. So the dude in Jack Ryan, he's like a he's like the generic mercenary guy. I can't mm-hmm. remember what his name is. He's like they even said they were like that's our John Clark for all intents and purposes. That's that character, just not that name because we don't have the rights. Really? Yeah. So the interesting but part. Obviously, they picked up some of the rights now. If they're well, not I guess not officially, but they're close to closing in on them because. I would have thought without remorse would have been nice to do that as a TV show where you could have some, some like cross play happening between Jack Ryan and John Clark. Yeah. So, um, without remorse is, is primarily like, I don't even think a Jack Ryan is in that book. I think it's, it's pretty much a book about John Clark. So that's why it's been like Michael B. Jordan was heading it. Like, I don't think Jack Ryan is even in it or if he is, it's mm. not a big part. So I'm wondering if them picking up this movie deal kind of, and it doesn't say this in the article, but I'm curious if it gives them some rights so that they could maybe put John Clark in the TV show. And I don't know if, Mm. if, if that's how this works out or if the rights are just tied to the movie. Um, My hope would be 
that they somehow kind of get the character rights a little bit too, and they can put him in the Jack Ryan show. But my hopes would be if they do this without remorse movie and it does well and they can secure the rights and turn it into a TV show and then allow throughout the different stories that they do throughout a season of the show have each other pop up. Cause I would definitely love to see them cross paths on the screen. Yeah, absolutely. Because in the books they're uh, like they, they cross paths all the time. They work together. They, they form an organization in one of the books. Um, so there's some really good storylines there, but at the same time, like, because the Jack Ryan show kind of already has their quote unquote, John Clark guy that they're kind of already doing, you know, are they going to, you know, in a perfect world, if they can, you know, do this without remorse as a TV show or get that character rights into a TV show. Are they even interested at that point? Because they kind of already have their de facto John Clark. I don't know. I, I would hope that they would start changing their tune. I would love nothing yeah. more than to see Amazon start scooping up a whole bunch of Tom Clancy property yeah. for the purpose of film and TV show. Yeah. And then have Amazon basically be home to a Tom Clancy universe, like an interconnected universe, like maybe not on the scale or even on the scale of the Marvel cinematic universe where you have all these shows and films that like kind of link to each other. They they're standalone. So you don't need to, but there's like, you know, the cool shout out to the fans where if you do watch all the different series and movies, you'll catch the references and the, and the character crossovers. That would be, I think that would be phenomenal for Amazon. Yeah, me too. Pull something like that off. Yeah, me too. Like if they can have if they can do that, that would be awesome just because then you can start well, getting into some of these awesome stories where these characters tie together, right? Yeah, well, and it's not like there's any shortage of Tom Clancy novels. No, and like you could you could get into that where you could have a, a total show based on, you know, the Rainbow Six team. You know, I would I would watch the shit out of that. Right. You know, and then if you're starting to tie stuff together, there is um, a series of books where um, Jack Ryan's and John Clark. Or is it Jack Ryan's son and John Clark? um, Because Jack Ryan becomes president at some point in the books. Um, And then his kid and John Clark end up making uh, like a kind of blackwater-ish institution that kind of fights terrorism kind of thing so there's like storylines that revolve around that stuff which you could be really do some really interesting stuff so yeah that would be amazing and i'd like as far as those types of shows go i think those are like probably with the exception of the boys those are the best performing shows on amazon right like if you look at jack ryan treadstone hannah those like spy suspense actiony type shows are the are their most watched ones yeah and and, uh the hunters one with uh al pacino uh was Mm -hmm. kind of in that in that vein too and that was a really good that that was a really good show too so yeah i think that shit does really well for them and they can obviously do it well um because jack ryan i think is doing great so yeah oh yeah phenomenal if they can kind of spin this into like a mini tom clancy universe you know, which you got to think they got to have some sort of plans for that if they're trying to scoop up the rights uh, for without remorse. 
with that character. Like it, it seems like you don't make that deal unless you're maybe trying to do something like this. If 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 Amazon executives haven't come across the idea mentally yet to do a Tom Clancy tied in universe on their streaming platform yet, then they need to replace those executives <laughs> and fucking hire us. Like we need to yeah. just start consulting with studios and be like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yes. 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 Cause it seems like, you know, in our armchairs, um, we have all the right answers. So give the people what they want. What's the best yeah. way to give the people what they want. Ask the fucking people what they want. Uh, yeah it's you not know, complicated st- no and like if if they're going out to get you know and this isn't final yet so who knows if it actually gets finalized but it seems like they're in final negotiations so i bet it it happens in the next few weeks but if they're going out of their way to get the without remorse movie rights you know with the john clark character and michael b jordan in it you gotta think they have some sort of plans to kind of one tie it together one would, right you gotta think. one would really fucking hope but i've seen big studios do stupid ass shit oh for sure for sure like way worse than this yeah like if if, if amazon wants the fucking rights they can get the rights because yeah. amazon has absolutely no shortage of money no if but they here's... want it they will get it but here's the other like weird thing with the tom clancy rate so right now there's a big legal battle uh, with the widow of the estate and there's a bunch of lawsuits going on on the rights for all those characters in film and tv so there's a big legal battle going on with that right now and mm. like it isn't finalized so depending on where that goes tv and movie rates for tom clancy could get a whole lot more complicated um because i believe the legal battle is like they should all be under the umbrella of the estate so which I, I could understand where she would come from in that regard. Yeah. But at the same time, if he signed deals and yeah. sold 10, 20 year rights, like, yeah, I'm sorry. But even though he's passed away, that doesn't nullify a contract for intellectual rights. If you sign them over like that. Yeah. And like I don't a, I'm no lawyer, but that seems pretty fucking cut and dry to me. Yeah. And I don't know if the legal battle is like for new rights or if it's like previous rights. Like I, mm. I, I bet if it was like previous rights like stuff that's already kind of been done and set in ink. I bet you that's probably not playing into a factor, but maybe there's some general rights or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I didn't look into too much. I just kind of saw it and went, oh, that's interesting. You know, that's that could kind of nullify the Tom Clancy Amazon universe if they did one in a good way or a bad way, depending on what happens, I guess. But But you know what? At the end of the day, nobody is immune to a dump truck full of cash. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So... Yeah, it's like we always say, like, at the end of the day, like a big dump truck will just roll up on your front lawn with a bunch of cash, and you'll go, okay, yeah, no, I'm suddenly fine with that, so. Well, dump <laughs> dump truck full of cash aside, if you're Tom Clancy's wife, I find it hard to believe that, like... You're hurting financially? Not only that, but at the same time, as if you wouldn't want your late husband's work to be, you know, put across mediums for multiple people to enjoy. Like, yeah. I don't under... Like, there would be no... And for everyone's different. Like I, people do stupid yeah. shit all the time, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine she wants to get all the rights back so that no one can make anything based off of her husband's work anymore. Because you would want it to be celebrated and spread across the fucking world, would you not? Yeah, and I don't think, for, at least from what I read, and I could be wrong, um, but I don't think it was like not making it. I think it was like some of the proceeds 
um, from some of the stuff that's that's being made or uh, could be made. Some of those just proceeds weren't going to the estate or something like that. So I want to say not it's more getting just, her fair cut. Yeah. So I want to say it, it was maybe something like that. I could be totally wrong. I don't remember the specifics of the article. So, I mean, if if that's the case, then it's then then it's as simple as here's a dump truck full of money and yeah. um, here's your 20 percent cut or 10 percent cut of whatever the fucking royalties are. And you do your thing and we'll do our thing and we'll all be on our merry way. Yeah. So, so I don't know, but nothing would make me more happy than have John Clark in an Amazon show because he he's my favorite Tom Clancy character. Like he's got some of the fucking really good stories in the books. Like, yeah, Jack Ryan's amazing. And I've read a shit ton of I love all those stories. But John Clark is kind of has been my favorite Tom Clancy character for a good long time. So. Well, I'll cross my fingers for you. Yeah. <laughs> So, in other news, in what seems to be our weekly discussion of the fucking Snyder Cut, because more news just keeps coming about, uh, out about this. No Josh Whedon footage will be used in it. Yeah, I don't... He didn't even make it halfway through filming, so how, how in the sweet Jesus does this even work? I don't know. So, uh... At the, like the Snyder a, cut is just going to be them as, assembling the team and then roll credits. Yeah, I I don't know what it is. So they had a virtual Comic Con panel where he kind of said this, and like it wasn't just like something he said. Like he's got some very stern thoughts where he this is like a quote that came out of Zack Snyder's mouth. I would literally blow that thing up before using his footage. I didn't realize that there's so much animosity between the two. Yeah. Yeah. So I fuck I don't know. Like I how much did, maybe there he, can't he, be a much. I I I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around how how you would do this cuz like he, like he left early on, right? So so much was shot under unless, Whedon. Unless most of the footage was shot before he left and then it was a Whedon case of just reshoots yeah and i want to say i remember hearing that we did reshoots so i wonder if it was a case of zach had most of his shit done and then we just changed it all when he came in halfway through maybe i'm kind of curious now about the dynamic between the two like after throwing shade like that i gotta wonder did snyder like always just not like Whedon or did Snyder start getting a little bit of a hate on for him after Whedon took over and yeah, I don't you know, know wrecked wrecked what his vision of the film was supposed to be like? Yeah, and I know um, some other interesting stuff I guess that came about about Whedon is he's got a bunch of like abuse allegations that are getting looked into right now, and the dude who played Cyborg in the movie like very much was very vocal. Oh, about roasted that. him on fucking Twitter. And at this Comic-Con panel, like, he was just like, yeah, like, that guy should be scared that they're looking into his shit, like, at the panels. So, like, I oh, don't wow. think, yeah, so I think there is maybe some bad blood between a bunch of people in the Justice League movie and him coming in, and maybe no one liked working with him because he was kind of a piece of shit to them. So well, I, I got to wonder, like, maybe just because 
he's not as big of an actor and therefore like he's kind of in a point where he's like i don't really have anything to lose or maybe he just has like those kind of morals where he's like i'm willing to risk losing everything to fucking speak my truth yeah like why is like because you haven't really heard for like affleck hasn't spoken up or gal gadot Mm -hmm. or like no one else has really said fucking boo about whedon yeah yeah so i don't know it's it's this whole fucking thing is just weird as shit, and it all, it seems to get weirder every fucking week when we have a news story. <laughs> and maybe it's all just like wild fucking hype. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, fuck. I I don't know. I mean, if he's got all that footage that he can use as his own, then sure. But. I yeah I I don't know man I can't I can't wait like to just every time a new piece of information comes out it just and again maybe that's maybe that's the fucking the whole point the secretive like pff, new era marketing that these guys are pulling on everybody it's, but yeah. like every time a new piece of information comes out I'm just like fuck give me the Snyder cut already like I yeah. need to see what is happening yeah and it's like I'm not like I'm not actually that excited for the Snyder cut. I never was, but now I'm <laughs> I keep getting more and more excited just to see what the fuck it's going to look like with all this shit that's yeah. come out. Where it's just like I'm still not that excited to see it. Like I still like I don't think it's going to change that movie enough to the point where it fixes it. I like I don't think it's going to do that, but now I'm just kind of curious on what this fucking Frankenstein Justice League movie is going to look like. So, mm. like, I still don't think it's it's gonna fix Justice League. I, I think that's I think it's gonna be a bad movie regardless. It might be slightly better. Um, I don't think anything can fix the Justice League at this point. Yeah, like I think it. You might come out of it and be like, okay, that was definitely better than what it was, but it's still that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah I don't you can polish it, polish a turd, but it's still a turd. Yeah, so I think that's gonna be the case, but. Yeah, it's just it's so much weird shit comes out about it that I'm just like, I, I want to know what the fuck this looks like. <laughs> you and me both, man. I'm so fucking curious at this point. Yeah, so. And then you never watched the Witcher Netflix show. God, it's I haven't like I, I know I should. And everyone talks yeah. about how amazing it is, but I just still haven't sat down to watch it. Yeah, it's really good. Even my mom watched it for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I know, and she so, loved it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and they got a second season coming out um, at some point. But they're they also just greenlit a prequel series about the origin of the very first Witcher. So they're going to do a six part live action kind of prequel series. So just a one off mini series. Yeah, just a one off uh, kind of prequel six episode thing where they're just going to explore the origins of the very first Witcher. It's set 1,200 years before fucking everything, so it's going to be a one-off thing that doesn't really matter, and they just kind of do that. So I'm totally down for that. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally down for that, because they're not doing like the... the pro- When you do a prequel, you either... The, the problem is people already know what happens, so you typically yeah. got to go back so fucking far that it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. And that's kind of seems like what they're going to do. So I'm all right with that because they're going back so far that nothing will ever tie into the new shit and it'll be kind of new surprises and you won't. Yeah, you already know what happens in the Witcher show, but 
you have no idea what happens in the prequel. So, so yeah, we're getting more Witcher, and I think that is rad because I really, really dig that show. So, yeah, like, like I said, I still haven't seen it, but from all I've heard is I haven't really heard even from like diehard gamers. I haven't heard many complaints come from those camps. No, it's it's really good. Um, and the second season is gearing up from everything that's come out. It seems like it's going to be just as good, if not better. So I'm super excited about it. So, well, you... if they did it, if they do do this one as good as they did the actual Witcher series, I feel like they're in for another slam dunk. Yep, me too. So. So, yeah. And then you put in here the Truth Seekers trailer. I just stumbled across it randomly. It was like a trailer that popped up after watching an episode of Upload. Oh, okay. Have you, see, have you seen the trailer for it yet? No, I have not. It's Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as modern day like ghost hunters. Oh, really? And it looks fucking hilarious. That, yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> and honestly i just saw the trailer but i wasn't i didn't pay attention at the end so like i don't know i honestly i should look it up i don't know if it's a movie or if it's a television show or uh, if it's even out <laughs> yet. like I'm i just, just saw this no it's a tv series um okay that's kind of what i thought eight episodes um i don't know when it comes out autumn autumn of 2020 so sometime this fall okay so yeah i'm all right with that i like those guys i do too like i i was a big fan of Shaun of the dead big fan of hot fuzz so and it it, like it looks funny so like i'm i'm all for it like again fucking amazon like good job you guys like you really are smashing the content out here you might be my new go-to over netflix soon if you keep (laughs) this up yeah that is true they're definitely uh hitting home runs so and this yeah i'm down for this and that looks like a decent time so Mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely when you get a when you get a moment you should check that trailer out because it it looks hilarious and i'm very excited for it yes i definitely will check it out because i don't mind them too i didn't mind those those movies so i'm down for this but that's that's about all I've got for exciting news this past week here. Yeah, me too. So, so I see I see that you finally started watching Umbrella Academy. Yeah, so I watched three episodes. Oh, uh, so you're not liking it? No, no, it's not bad. Like I, uh, I enjoy it. Like I don't think it's yeah. Only three in, though. I feel like if you were really into it, you would have made a lot more progress on it. Yeah, but I was gone for a good chunk of the week mm. where I couldn't watch some stuff. Like, um, I watched uh, the third episode, I think, yesterday. So, like, I don't, like, it's it's not blowing my socks off, but I also think it's, like, a totally decent little show. So, I think it's, um, th- their use of music in the like their fight scenes is really good. Mm. I really, I was really it the first it. three episodes where that boy has the fight scene in the diner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a great fight scene. Yeah. So those scenes are, uh, are really good. Um, most of the cast is really, really good too. Like, I think they nailed the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like a lot of them. 
So like overall, I'm digging all that part. I think just like the overall story, I'm kind of like ant on. Um, but we'll see where it goes. Like I'm, I have full intentions to keep watching it because um, because I've been enjoying my time with it. Um, uh, and the new season is just around the corner, and I can't fucking wait. Yeah. So like I I'm enjoying it enough that I'm gonna keep watching it. Um, and yeah, I I really like it. Um, I think where I'm at now, like. Ellen Page is like the one in the group that doesn't have superpowers, but let's be real. She's probably going to end up getting them at some point or has them and just never know how to use them. So I'm just kind of waiting for that. So fair enough. Cause, but yeah, it's totally solid. Like I'm digging it. I, I think the characters are good. I think those fight scenes with the music are really good too. And yeah, yeah. it's, it was just a pleasant surprise I stumbled across one day and I was super into it. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I've got no real issues with it. I'm just like, this is a totally serviceable little show that, that I'm having a pretty good time with, you know? So I don't know that I, I might have more to say like once I watch a few more or finish up the season. Um, but like so far totally digging it. Yeah. So- I'd be curious, curious about your thoughts when you get to the end of the first season. So do they leave it as, like in a greasy cliffhanger or mm, not a greasy cliffhanger, but they definitely leave it like with more to be discovered. Okay. Well, but it just like, it's just, I, it was very well shot. I love the fucking, the again, soundtrack is, is yeah. like not everything, but is a big, big deal to me. And yeah. they really kill it on the soundtrack. And then again, that, that one guy who was on, uh, the misfits who's on yes. that show the guy who he's, can talk to the dead oh he's so yeah. fucking funny yes he's he's good he's probably the standout character out of the bunch i think oh and if you get through this season like watch the trailer for season two like he goes in exactly the direction i figured he would have like if he didn't try to like be someone to save the world or do good like if he was just gonna be a selfish greedy cocksucker yeah that new trailer is like he does exactly what I would have thought he would have done to be a selfish prick. Oh, okay, I'm I'm glad that they like go that route and don't do the typical like oh like redemption kind of thing. Like if they kind of play into like no, that's well, just how this guy is. Then and and maybe they do. And and I guess granted, it wouldn't be a fucking spoiler alert because it's just a trailer. But like in the trailer for the second season, he's like at least from what I can tell, what I've gathered from watching the trailer, he's like one of those mega evangelists kind of like guru guys. Oh, okay. Like cashing in because he can talk to the dead, right? I'm all right with that. I'm all right with so that. So big, big fucking cult and all that other stuff. And like when I first started watching that show, that's kind of what I thought. I was like, man, if I had those superpowers and I just wanted to get rich and be a douchebag, I would go be one of those people that talks to the dead for a living to get paid from everyone, right? Yeah, for sure. So I no, thought I th- that was pretty funny. Yeah, and I think he's he's probably one of the more standout characters of that show. Like, I think he's he's probably the best best character. And they, at least in the three episodes that I've seen, they seem to realize that and they don't overuse him. Uh, so, like, the little bits you do get of him are really good, but they don't yeah. shove him down your throat. Like, they don't give you too much of a good thing which i think is really good yeah Um, just enough to make you like really love and appreciate his humor and everything but not enough where you're like okay enough of this fucking guy yeah yeah exactly so so yeah it's 
and it's uh, beautifully shot too. Like the cin- cinematography is really well done too. So, and that's mm-hmm. if a show's got that, that's like I am a slut for like any good cinematography, especially if you give me like a really good sweeping aerial shot that's like really well lit. Like I'm, I'm falling in love with your movie. So if if you nail oh. the cinematography, I'm on board, and they seem to do like a pretty decent job of it for for TV sh- shows. So. Well, wait till you get to the fifth or the sixth episode where they all start like listening to that. I think we're alone here by I think it was Tiffany's or Breakfast at Tiffany's that band. I think we're alone now. Okay, yeah. They do like a a big shot where that song is playing, Ooh. and it was just it was perfectly like the way they filmed that scene. Yeah, it was. I was like, damn, that's good. That that's a good take on that. Yep. Yeah, they're I think you'll and- enjoy it their choice of using the move like the music um like fairly selectively in some of their scenes i think it is really well done like their choice of songs and kind of where they put those songs depending on what's happening whether it's a fight scene i think they've used it in like a few other spots that aren't fight scenes um like i think their their use of that is is very smart so Mm -hmm. i I don't know if you would know this, but do you know if it's like the same showrunners and writers for the second season? I honestly didn't look. I just saw second season and I've been because fuck, I think it's probably been at least a two year gap. So I just saw second season and it's like, I don't care. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I'd be curious to know if it's you would think it probably is. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like Netflix is pretty good about that. They don't they don't do what like a some network tv shows do where like you have different writers and showrunners between seasons yeah hopefully not and maybe if they do switch things up hopefully they take enough from the first one that they don't fuck things up mm-hmm. and i think they got a they got a good amount of source material to work with too so they can i'm, I'm assuming they're drying on that because i want to mm-hmm. say this was these were graphic novels i want to say i believe so yeah. So yeah. But yeah, that's kind of my preliminary thoughts on the Umbrella Academy. Decent. I'm gonna watch more of it. Mm. Well, I'm a little sad that you don't like it as much as me, but I'm happy that you don't think it's a pile of shit. No, and it's like maybe once uh, I get more into the season, like I'll be way more hot on it. And like I'm like I don't think it's bad. Like I'm enjoying my time with it quite a bit. It's just I'm not. I think to the level that you are, but that's not just, that's not a bad thing. Like it's still a totally, mm-hmm. like I'm still enjoying my time. So yeah. Well, I mean, different, different strokes for different folks, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so you fi- well, I finished so, upload. I finished the first season. Okay. So what'd you think? I liked it. I mean, again, not like a rock my fucking world television show by any stretch, but like, I like the take. I really like their like goofy ways of incorporating like real world tech companies and stuff like that. Like, I still love Oscar Mayer Intel. And there was another one towards the end of the season that they did that I can't remember the two companies they mashed up, but I thought it was hysterical as well. Yeah, they do a really good job of that. But it was a really funny show, and I like how they added that kind of element of like murder mystery to it and you're kind of led throughout most of the season to think one thing's going on and then you get to the end and you're like what that is not how i thought that was going down actually yeah yeah it's um 
I I kind of agree with you kind of have the same thoughts on me like it, it's nothing spectacular but it's a totally decent serviceable like comedy show that has no has really has no right to be as good as it is yeah so. totally random thoroughly enjoyable yeah. but like and like spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't fucking seen it yet but like the fact that you get to the end and it's like oh it turns out that he's actually a huge piece of shit before he died yep Yep. Like I kind of gathered like before he died as like, he's kind of a bit of an arrogant dick, but that reveal at the end where it's like, Oh no, he's a mega piece of shit and fucked over his partner. Didn't see that coming. Yep. So yeah, they actually play into that. And I thought that was a nice touch. Um, Yeah. I, I went into that show just like expecting really nothing and kind of came out and was like, that show was way more good than it had any fucking right to be. And it wasn't like, spectacular but i totally am gonna watch the second season because i had a pretty good time with that first season so it was it was definitely a summer surprise for me yeah um didn't hear didn't see a lot of advertisement just randomly stumbled across it while i was watching hannah i was like yeah that looks interesting and then just yeah got into it i was like yeah i this is funny the one-liners are good yep the tech references are hilarious i especially loved at the end how he runs out of data and then his fucking ex-girlfriend that he just broke up with shows up and was like, oh, by the way, I got scanned. I'm here forever. And he's just like, yeah. no, nah! and then freezes again. Yeah. Yeah, they they have some some pretty, pretty nifty ideas. Like it's yeah, it was it's, I think I had the same thing where I finished up watching something. I think it was Hunters or something. And I was like, oh, what's this upload? And I just gave it a shot. And I was like, that's not bad. That's pretty good. That. Yeah. So that's it's just a another amazon show where i'm like hey now i just have to fucking wait goddamn year before i get another season yeah yeah and it's like i don't think it's the caliber of a bunch of their other shows but at the same time i totally think if you're browsing amazon and you see it definitely check it out if you if you don't have anything on the go because it's yeah totally serviceable little show but i wouldn't bump it up on your list if you're like oh man i haven't seen the boys yet should i watch upload it's like no you should watch the boys but when yeah, you have time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't maybe yeah. check out upload. If you want just like a quirky little fucking comedy to sit down and watch with your boyfriend, girlfriend, or your family yeah. or whatever, it's funny. Yeah. It's it was pretty funny. I had so many more laughs in that show than I thought I would have. Yeah, I found um like their jokes way more often than they didn't actually landed. Like I want to say there was maybe a few times where it's like, okay whatever i didn't that didn't hit with me but like for the most part a lot of them was like oh yeah i was actually like laughing quite a bit on it so yeah (laughs) surprisingly enough and it honestly it wasn't even that funny of a part but i found myself laughing pretty hysterically when that little boy got the tattoo and then wakes up a chick with tits oh yes that's right yeah Yeah. (laughs) that part was hilarious hard yeah oh my god yeah it was yeah it was enjoyable so yeah i'm I'm excited for another season not yeah, as i still need season three of hannah i'll take that before before season two of upload but oh yeah i'll take a lot of things before season two of upload but at the same time i'm totally down to check out a season two of upload whenever that hits and whenever i have the time to do so so, mm-hmm. so yeah so, so you i watched... did go back yeah watch the first episode of the first season this time <laughs> okay of the center okay so so again i'm only one i'm only one episode deep but i'm intrigued so far yeah 
when Jessica Beale loses her shit and just fucking goes stab crazy on that guy, I was like, what the fuck? Yep. Yep. So that's But having ma- having made it through the whole first first episode and just the first episode, the music and the way that that guy like looked at her but then didn't fight her on it and stuff like that, I'm guessing that she I, I don't know, this is just my speculation, but my gut is telling me that she did know him and had some sort of like rape oh. situation with him is the feeling I get. I don't know. I haven't, I won't say anything, um, but that's an interesting take on it. I want to say I had that same thought. So, and if that's not the case, then I'm assuming like, obviously she was fucking physically and sexually assaulted at some point in her life. And that guy either looked like the guy who did it. And the song was similar to one that happened when it all happened. Or was a friend of a friend. I mean, like, he's obviously, to me anyway, it seems pretty obvious that that guy has some kind of connection to her. Yeah. Just yeah. just based on, just simply based on the fact that the buddy was like, oh, it was weird. He grabbed her arm while he was being stabbed and then just let go and let it happen. So, like, there's something there, but. Yeah. No, that's, I won't say anything um, if you're going to watch the rest of it. But that's, yeah. I'm down to I'm down to hear what your thoughts are on the end of that season if if you end up sticking with it. I feel like I'll I'll definitely stick through that one and probably the second because I really have to know what's going on with that creepy fucking kid. Yeah, fair enough. But I uh, and then yeah, based on those two seasons, we'll see how I feel about a third. Yeah, the, like I said, the third one didn't didn't quite hit for me like the the first two did. Um, but that's all right because they're making a fourth season that likely won't have anything to do with the third season so mm-hmm. but yeah the one episode in so far and I, I am enjoying it i am intrigued it has my attention i like the the mystery suspense where you're like "Ooh, what's happening right? yeah that's that's what draws you in and they did a good job first episode they presented enough stuff where you can kind of start speculating and forming your own hypothesis but at yep. the same time you don't have a clear direction of what is happening so like you're you're tied in like if you want to know what's happening you got to keep watching right yep and it's so, i mean it's a to- kudos to them they have my attention yeah and it's a totally serviceable kind of like like i kind of think of it like um like true detective even though it's not near the caliber of, of true detective but it, it kind of does that kind of same thing well enough where like you kind of get that intrigue and you're like oh i kind of want to see where this is going right so mm-hmm it's it's kind of one of those, but not not at a true detective level. Well, unless you're talking season two true detective, then fuck <laughs> me. But so yeah, yeah, we'll see see how that one plays out. I just added another one that I wanted to talk about because it popped into my head when we were talking about Umbrella Academy and Netflix. But did you ever watch Lock and Key on Netflix? No, and it sounds familiar, and I didn't. So what's the deal with this? The whole premise is it's like a family and the father gets killed. Right. And he's a teacher. and I think his wife is a teacher, but they got three kids. Anyway, he comes from a family of means, but they live in like Seattle, like as normal people, like they, he doesn't come across like wealthy or anything and they run out of money. So he's dead and he left. They, their last name is Locke. Okay. And the Locke estate, which is like a mansion, is left to his like now widowed wife, right? So they run out of money and they can't afford to like live in the house in Seattle and shit anymore. But they have this property. 
So she decides she's going to move him out to the old lock estate and kind of like renovate it, live there, and then maybe sell it, make some money. Okay. So she moves the family out there. But this lock estate has all these like weird fucking keys that are hidden around the estate. And each key does different magical things. Like there's one key that if you put it into a lock and turn it anywhere in the world that you can imagine, when you open that door, that's where you'll be. So it's like a transportation, teleportation kind of key. Oh, interesting. And then there's like another key that you can like put in the back of your head and it unlocks your head, I guess. It kind of makes like a doorway in whatever room you're in and you can actually go into your own head, look at old memories, take memories out, put new memories in, stuff like that. What? And they all have different... Yeah, they all just do like different things. Like in the one... After they discover this key to go inside your own head, the one son has to pass a test. So he puts the key in his head where he gets the door to go into his head. <clears throat> and he throws a textbook in there that he's like has to study for school. Oh, yes. And then takes the key out. And because that textbook is now in his head, he now knows this textbook inside and out and smashes his test. Huh. So I'm looking at the IMDb for this, and it's made by the same person that did Lost and Jack Ryan. So, Carlton Cues. So I'm actually oh, I, way more down to check this out than I was before because I honestly did not know that. I just I, it happened to pop up like when Netflix releases new shows. It's like, oh hey, check this out. Well, this is a new Netflix show. <clears throat> so yeah, I ended I'm, up watching the first episode, and I was like, this is intriguing. And then I watched two and three, and again, it was one of those shows that I just all of a sudden got into, and over the span of like three four days, burned through the whole season. Yeah. I'm actually super down to check this out, being that it's the guy who did Lost, so it's not like dark and gritty like Lost or Jack Ryan. Like it is right one hundred percent made for families to watch. Right. It is a family kind of show. Right. Yeah. That being said though, it was still, in my opinion, really good. And like the mixture of live action with CGI and special effects and stuff. It it was just it was really good. It was just like like one of those family friendly fun shows that you didn't think would you would really be up your alley, and then you end up like thoroughly enjoying just like a fun ride for everybody. Huh. I'm down to check that out because I'm I enjoy those shows where it's just like hey this is like nothing super serious but it's kind of like you said here's a here's a nice little kind of thing that I'm just gonna kind of watch. So yeah and. It was fun. Like I, like I said, for a family thing, like I thoroughly enjoyed it. I got right into it, and I just, I had just a fun time watching it. It was just a fun show to watch. Yeah, I think, I think I went to that shortly after I finished the haunting on of Hill House. Okay, and I, and I needed a, a void to fill after that. Fair enough. Which, by the way, I still don't have a fucking second season of Netflix. <laughs> I never watched it, so that one was so good. Like, very creepy, very well shot. There's one episode near the end of the season where they film the whole, the whole at, like, there's one big, like, 10 or 15 minute scene that takes place, like, throughout the scene, it's kind of like, here they are now, and then it's a flashback to the past, and then back to, like, the current state, and then back to the past, but they actually shot it as one single fucking take. Ooh, interesting. And it was... It was incredibly impressive. Like if you just Google haunting at Hill House, like one long shot or something like that, there's like a bunch of behind the scenes of it, but it was incredible how they pulled it off. Hmm. 
I'm down to check that out as well. But it was like it's a it's a horror show. And I'm huh. not a big, big horror guy, but like No me neither. I just I just got into it. I think we burned the whole season, me, my fiance and my uh my mom when we were down visiting my parents in Arizona. Oh shit. Because my mom kind of likes those weird horror ones. And it's like one yeah. of those shows where like stuff happens at the beginning and you're like throughout the whole season, you're kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I, why? Where is this coming from? Or what does this have to do with anything? And then you get to the end and like it kind of comes full circle and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to check that out because I'm like you. I'm not a big horror guy, but if it's well done, I'm usually into checking it out. As far as horror shows go, I would say out of all the horror TV series or TV shows I've seen, like with the exception of um, Stephen King's there on uh, HBO yeah. that yeah. I already forgot the name of for whatever reason, The Outsider. Yeah, it was it's probably it's definitely in my top five, probably like top two or three because it was yeah. it was scarier than The Outsider. Like there's more frights and jump scares to it, but. It's a very serious and it has like a heavy drama, suspenseful tone to it. It's not like slasher kind of horror where it's just like right. nonstop bullshit scares. Like it actually the the script and the writing was phenomenal for it. Like it's well oh. put together, well acted. And it, <clears throat> for you as someone who's a big fan of cinematography, the shots and the way they do the background music with the shots and like the panning of here to there and the overheads and stuff. Yeah phenomenal yeah i'm i added it to my list the the never-ending tv list (laughs) that i just keep adding stuff to and never getting around to watching to especially on netflix yeah but i'm down to check that out i think one one that i actually want to start watching and it's in that horror vein i you talked about it last week is is i kind of really want to check out that american horror story show oh you should I think I might do that once I'm done. American uh, Horror Story is definitely more in the vein of like your typical like horror slasher. Right. Like if you want something yeah. that's more like geared is more of a horror than definitely American Horror Story. I mean, it's yeah, got horror in the fucking title. Yeah. If you want something that's more of a very suspenseful mystery thriller, then The Haunting of Hill House is more in that vein. Huh. Yeah, I'm down but, to check. There, there's. There's only one season of The Haunting of Hill House. There's like oh, so that might just seasons. be might just be an easy one to just kill and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. to take away from watching American Horror Story, like yeah, that's fair. Still, like as soon as I, I again, you can watch any season you want in order, <laughs> but you, I think you really should watch the first season first. Like you don't have to watch the in order, but if you're gonna pick a random season to start with, watch the first one because that uh, yeah, Scott McDermott is that his name? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he does really fucking like really well in that first one. Yeah, I think um, what I'll do is just watch them all in order when I do get around to watching it. Um, it's like I said, the, the never-ending TV list, and then I go back and I'm like, just watch old TV shows. Like I put Malcolm in the Middle on my Plex server the other day, and I've been watching that. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> hey, Malcolm in the Middle is great. I'm not saying it isn't, but that's my biggest gripe with my fiance is like she's got a bunch of shows that she watches. Like I'm like Suits, for example. And there's oh, that, yeah, yeah. that stupid show with Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they're like older and younger and it's about yeah. 
they fly. This, I can't remember. This is us. What it's? Yeah, that's it. She yeah. fucking loves that show. So she's got a couple shows like that where she still has a few seasons to finish. She's got a couple seasons of Shameless she needs to get through. A couple seasons of Suits. A couple oh, yeah. seasons of This Is Us. But then, like when she's like, "Oh, I'm bored. I just want to lay on the couch and watch some TV and have some snacks and veg out." She'll just like watch Big Bang reruns for like the uh, umpteenth time. So that's where I'm different. Like, like if I'm lying on the couch vegging, I'll typically watch something that I haven't seen before. Like, or I throw like something that I've seen before, like Malcolm in the Middle on. It's like while I'm playing games or doing shit around the house. It's just like I just kind of want something in the background that I can chuckle at, and that's where I'll do that. So, and and that's totally fair. Like, yeah. if I'm doing something where I don't can't or don't want to pay attention to what's on. Yeah. Yeah, I'll throw, you know, How I Met Your Mother or Big Bang Theory yeah. or The Office on because I've seen yeah. it all before, so it doesn't yeah. require my undivided attention. Yeah. But if I'm sitting on the couch and paying attention to a TV, I'm not watching reruns. No, no, I'm usually the same way. The only time I'll do that is like every once in a while when I want to like rewatch like one of the HBO shows or something. Oh, and it drives like... me crazy. She, she does it with movies, too. She'll like, I really, oh, really? want to watch a movie. Like, I'll go to play games, and she's like, oh, I think I'm going to watch a movie. And then I'll come out to the living room, like, 30 minutes later and be like, oh, what movie did you decide to watch? Oh, I'm watching this one. Oh, have you seen it before? Oh, yeah, a bunch of times. Why are you watching it then? <laughs> uh, fair enough. Eh, different strokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, I think that's uh, all that's I've a, got. Yeah, that's all I've seen this week. Yeah, me too. Well, I guess this will be one of our shorter ones, but nothing wrong with that. Nope, nothing wrong with that. So, all right. Well, then we will. uh, I guess we will just have to catch everybody next week with even more news, and hopefully, we uh, both get a bunch of TV shows down that we can start to discuss them. Hopefully. All right. I'll see you later. Later.